You're listening to the Say Chill podcast with Dr. Chip Dodd. Say Chill is a social impact organization that helps people see who they're made to be so they can do what they're made to do. Hey, Chip. Hey, Steve. Hey, Christmas is like a few days away. Like, it's like yes, right there. It is. Yeah. And uh, there's like a bunch of songs. Jingle Bells. We're singing Jingle Bells. Yes. We had a Christmas concert at our church recently, and we're singing all these Christmas carols, and the kids were singing, and, you know, and uh, it made me think, there's that, there's that one song that is kind of weird and kind of fun, but also kind of scary. You know what I'm talking about? I sure do. Santa Claus is coming, coming to, to town. town. Written in 1933. <laughs> Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> right in the middle of the Depression. Huh. It's a hyper-control song. It's a song of abuse and trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, no, you're not kidding. No, and I'm not kidding. Um, but the, the the true hymns take us the true Christmas songs. The the oh holy the night. great ones are they're, they're fun, mm-hmm. or they take us to depths of pondering and gratitude. Really, right? Yeah. We've talked about that before. Even we did a podcast not too long ago. What's your like, favorite Christmas song? Oh holy night. Oh holy night. In fact, you know, I like uh, Silent Night. I love Silent Night too. But uh, mm-hmm. Oh Holy Night to me just takes everything I am and takes me to where the song says go. I mean, it's just amazing to me. Yeah. In fact, when my father passed away, um, he died uh, right before uh, Christmas mm-hmm. Day. And uh, one of his favorite hymns, or favorite Christmas songs was Oh Holy Night. And they sang it the day of his funeral. Mm. So it was, it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, what was amazing is Sonia and I, uh, in January, went to um, Disney World, and every time I turned around, the, the Disney's does music everywhere. Right. Every time I turned around, I bet I heard "A Holy Night" twenty times. Oh wow! And so I said, "There it is again." I'm like, it was really like, hey, you know, Dad, Holy Night, Christmas. Yeah. It was all kind of. Uh, sad and peaceful and appreciative, like wow, I'm, I'm not alone. I'm, um, he's dead, and yet there's still the touch of Emmanuel in all of God's this. Still with God's you. still with me. Yeah. You know. Well, there's those weighty songs. How about that for Christmas? Right? <laughs> and then there's songs like uh, Jingle Bell Rock, and then there's songs like. Um, uh, I'll have a blue. Wow, well, I love that one. Christmas. I love that. Yeah. And then there's songs like Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Yeah, that song needs to be stopped. And I, and, and I don't mean to be uh, politically correct or incorrect. I'm just saying. No one would ever accuse I know. you of being well, politically correct. Oh, okay. Well, good. But let me tell <laughs> or you. incorrect. Listen to the song. Yeah. Because we, we talk so much about. And Christmas is a time where we are, more than any other time, allowed to be fully present. You know, we can have, even as grown-ups, the joys and the um, spontaneous like uh, craziness of children. Yeah. And children, and children even yeah. get permitted to be children at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to be um, yeah. alive and questioning and eat irritating and yeah. eat extra sugar and so on. But the song says, um, 
I think it starts, what is the first word of the song? You better watch exactly. out. Exactly. It's a song of threat. It says, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better perform. You, you better not cry. better not pout. And I'm going to explain it to you. I'm going to tell you why. Oh, God. So so all of a sudden, I've got a finger pointed at me, and there's somebody delivering a message, and they're saying, I'm going to tell you why. I'm about to explain something to you, little buddy. And once you sit down, I'm going to tell you about life. I'm big, you're little. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm smart, you're and dumb. I don't want to hear a peep. I don't want to hear a thing no out pout, of No pout, no crying, yeah. no whining. So because, and all because uh, Santa Claus is coming to town, you better get rid of your heart. And it goes on to the second stanza and starts out. He sees he, you when you're sleeping. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. Oh, <laughs> God. So be good, good for the sake of God. And we say for goodness sake, but it, you know the yeah. Middle English, you know, sort of like Old English sort of translation of for goodness sakes, really for the sake of God. And nowhere in the English language do we uh, put the phrase good and bad and transpose it to bad and good unless it's intentional. Mm-hmm. So it's a song of threat. And think about somebody watching you while you're asleep. Unless it's like you're like a gem from uh, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird when Daddy watched over me yeah, to make well, sure that, the song, was saying, The song saying, this guy's watching and he's... He can come down your chimney. He can come through your... He can go through walls and keep an eye out he's for what you're doing. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. It's, oh, that's the that's in the he's first... He's going to find out who's naughty Listen, or nice. This guy's making a list of your performance and he's not just looking at it. He's checking it twice to see if you rank and have the worth for him to bring you anything. Oh. So this song's sick. And you know what's amazing is, you know, it's so funny. I grew up singing it, but families get together. I know it. I'm quoting And all, you, yeah. all the heads are bobbing back. You better watch out. The parents look back at the kids like, you get it? You better not pout. You understand? So I'm making a list. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you're asleep. Uh-huh. You get it? So be, And everybody's in the kids going back and forth with their heads, which means they're being brainwashed. <laughs> are bobbing, singing something terrifying. Now, I don't think the person who wrote that song had some I, let me tell mischievous, you, I, dark intention I don't know of brainwashing was, I, the world. I don't th- no, uh, no level, but however, think about 1933. I, this is all hypothetical. I haven't done research. But I know it was written in 1933. It was written during a time of, 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 of deprivation Great in America. in America. Especially in middle America. Uh, well, all over America. But, I mean, there was loss uh, fear, uh, much desperation. Uh, right, Thirty-three was right in the middle of it. I mean, it was we, right after World War One. Terrible I mean, famine. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, Herbert. It, no, no, we're, yeah, but like we're on up into Hitler's yeah, but, about I mean, to make. But a, you go like, oh, yeah. World War One happened, which was just yeah. no one thought war could be that way. First mechanized oh, yeah. warfare. Oh, right? oh, that's true. You talk about like a loss of uh, belief. And then after the people that left came back with this thing that. No one understood, mm-hmm. right? They called it. They call it, you know, it's PTSD now. But mm-hmm. they were they were shell shocked, right? Mm-hmm. And so you had this chunk of of culture just confused by life now. And, and then the twenties happened. It was prosperity came, then, but it was material material prosperity. prosperity. And but that was a bubble, an economic bubble uh-huh. that collapsed, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got this this great depression. Yeah, and so somebody writes a song. To kind of like, hey, kids, I get it. I know you want things. I know you wish for things. But guess what? You're not getting them. We don't have them. 
let's just get through this. Yeah, and, and I just wonder if maybe you know, I, I stu- you know, I love history. You love history, and I always studied the Depression, like American mm-hmm. history. But I didn't really get it until we were cleaning out my grandmother's apartment after she died. Mm-hmm. This is a woman who lived through the Depression, and she still, at 87 years old when she died a few years ago, had still saved every scrap of aluminum foil, right? Yeah. Just like her family would have done in the Depression. Yeah. She held on and hoarded things. Yeah. To ward off fear. Because the tragedy yeah. of what, of poverty, yeah. right, during that time was mm-hmm. so... It's so bad and so ubiquitous around our whole world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what's amazing too? I remember I was back in uh, there, where we were growing, grew, grew up, on another farm way back in the woods. There was a, what was it like a shack? Yeah. I mean a two room shack, still standing, probably built twenty thirties. I went in and the, they used to wallpaper with if you're poor enough with newspaper just to just yeah. to keep some kind of insulation. And the, the newspapers were from the 30s, and my historical recognition of the 30 taught was that everyone was in the same boat. But I, I started reading the newspapers on the wall. Tennis championships, 30, 33, 34, cars being sold. So there was an economy occurring, but there was a pretty significant separation between uh, those who could keep going, and those who would help them keep going, and those who couldn't keep going. I mean, th- there's a real, real conflict. Yeah. But anyway, so I that, don't, that I, song comes out of that era. Yes, it does. But I think it could come out of any era. What do you mean? Well, I mean, we can make a sociological comment related to the song, but control has always been around. Shutting people's presence down has always been around. Performance put into place. Yeah, the song present. hasn't stayed around because of the depression. Exactly, it's the song stayed has around stayed around through prosperity and poverty. Because we identify with it. It seems like a happy song, and it is a it is a tragic, threatening song that says you better perform or else, you better get it right or else. It it threatens a person to hide from their celebration, which is also or their tears. Not only threatens them, but it's also familiar. But let me tell you. What's amazing about that, we're talking about songs, there's, there's another song that is, is likewise uh, sung uh, all over the world, and it, it, it fits in the same genre as Santa Claus has come to town, but it has uh, a reference point that's much more true and positive than Santa Claus is coming to town. But it, and it's one of the more hated songs. It's, it's a small world. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. More Disney. But listen to this. But right in the middle of that song, it says it's a world of laughter and a world of tears. It's a world of hopes and a world of fears. Don't you think it's time, basically, that we're aware that since we all have so much to share, it really is a small world we're all the same. after all. Yeah. So, and it, say, it says it says there is grief. There's celebration, there is hope, and there's disappointment. And guess what? We're all the same everywhere, made out of the same stuff. Let's share it. So you're saying that It's a Small World needs to become the new Christmas song? I'm saying that, boy, no. <laughs> but I am saying that that, that song is an invitation to uh, the union that occurs to being fully present. Versus Santa Claus is coming to town, it says act in a certain way so you can receive gifts. The small world says the gifts come by being who you're made to be. 
So Christmas, I think, is a great time. And we're all made the same. Absolutely. And that's why I value, a, you know, Jingle Bells is, is great. It's funny. It's laughter. But Oh Holy Night is likewise great because it's, it's pensive and pondering, laughter and tears. Um, you know, so Christmas, I think, so much is an invitation into a small world. Mm. It's an invitation. It's a world of laughter and a world of uh, tears. It's a world of hope and a world mm -hmm. of fears. Don't you think it's time? So much that we share. share. Yeah. It's time we're aware. It's a small world after all. You know, even as uh, you you described uh, not too long ago, a podcast we did that you put Christmas lights on your treehouse, mm -hmm. and then you know no one can see us in here, but I. I know I've known you for a long time. I watched you settle into remembering growing up. And like, I know Heather just blessed you to do that because it's, it's like you had to put Christmas lights on your treehouse <laughs> to remember that you were really a pretty neat kid. Mm -hmm. And then Christmas Day, y'all had a pretty darn neat family. Mm -hmm. And you miss all y'all could have had and you're thankful for all you you did have. And all I do have. You know, and all you do have. And isn't it amazing there's that distance from where you're standing looking back oh, just from the, your yeah, house, oh, that, from the big yeah. house with all the bills. God's poetry, To right? a treasured place, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of my favorite memories of uh, Christmas. I think I still owe on the treehouse, actually. You still what? <laughs> owe on the treehouse. Do you really? You have a favorite? <laughs> yeah. What are my, my... It's a big treehouse. Yeah, favorite memories Christmas... Uh, we uh, there was time growing up on a, you know, we cattle. We had time. We had two baby goats, and uh, things were things were kind of tough in the house. And um, um, I, I got my younger brother. I think I may have been fifteen, uh, something. I got my younger brother, and and I said, man, let's go down to the barn. And I took the Bible, and I knew that Luke uh, story. Yeah took a flashlight, took the Bible. We went in the stall where the baby goats were and set it on hay bales. And I read the story uh, mm. to, to him and to me with the goats in there, like like to put us in the place, like you're, in the barn. In the stall. manger. Yeah, yeah we, we created a manger and read the story by flashlight. And uh, because I wanted him to know it, and I wanted to tell somebody and hear it, and just wasn't going to happen in our house that Christmas, yeah. or, you know. So, yeah. great story, but isn't it like it's a treasured memory that also has some sadness with it? Yeah. Even your story, the Christmas lights. If we're not willing to feel the sadness, we're not going to have the joy yeah. of that which is most treasured and most memorable at Christmas. So, our willingness to miss is the doorway into gratitude of what we have. We'll either step into gratitude or self-pity or resentment, won't we? Well, yeah, I guess it could go the other way. Yeah. But I say... Uh, like I Christmas owes me something yeah. now. I guess yeah. it would be the impaired expression of, the, yeah. of not sitting in my saddle. Oh, yeah, so. so trying to make something out again that it isn't, which demands the family be uh, in a certain place they may not be, other members. Everybody smile. Everybody make mama, daddy, son happy, whatever. But I, I, I'm not saying on any level this isn't a crusade to stop Santa Claus is coming to town. And make it a small world of Christmas song. No, okay. on any level. Because I think... That's weird. That's exactly. <laughs> a small world, would I think, could make a person crazy if it's, it's more than 10 minutes. <laughs> 
But that that little gem in there, yeah, uh, it's amazing. That little gem is hidden in monotony, to to the point of irritability <laughs> and yeah. insanity. Yeah. Do you know? Uh, so I'm not. This is no crusade to get rid of the song. But what I am saying is that that song is sick, and it's twisted, and it's and it's familiar to so many of us in our stories. And yeah, like our worth. And, yeah, it's me and, and my the, performance. And the good things only come to us because of our performance yeah. and what we can do for yeah. others, as opposed to who we are. And so the world standards at Christmas with that song take precedence over God's standards, which is our presence in His presence. Merry Christmas, Steve. Merry Christmas, Chip. This is Stephen James, the Executive Director of Sage Hill Counseling. Thanks for listening to the Sage Hill Podcast with Dr. Chip Dodd. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, anxiety, depression, or burnout, please reach out to the Center for Professional Excellence for Health. For more than 20 years, CPE's long-term residential treatment programs have been helping professional men recover their lives, marriages, and families. To find out more, visit cpenashville.com.